this hour by Frederick Remington fully cooked ready to eat bacon. Exclusive no refrigeration 10 year extended shelf life bacon. The thickest media center cut bacon in the industry at fullycookedbacon.com. Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring security expert Sean Murphy, and we'll be talking about the ransomware attacks and how to protect yourself and other security issues. A little bit later, we're going to be talking to a little bit later, we'll be talking to Derek Kessler. And right now he's associated with a company that writes about the Tesla electric car. And we know that the new Model 3 is going into production as we speak. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. (laughs) So, Sean, welcome to the Tech Night Out Live. Before we go on, and you're a security person, are you going to consider buying an electric car or do you have one? I I do not have one. Uh, I certainly like the idea of self-driving cars and electric-based cars. So when it's feasible, I most definitely will get one. I'm sure that because of the fact that Derek writes about Teslas, maybe, you know, he's had a chance to test drive one. That's going to be fascinating. And just to let our listeners know, there's a story out this week that Volvo, which is a European car company owned by a German car company, try to figure that out, and once owned by Ford company, they're going to stop building standard internal combustion engines except as part of a hybrid setup where you have the electric system and the internal combustion system, and then electric cars starting in 2019. So the world is changing how that goes. Sean, this is a silly question, but it got me started from the thing you and I were talking about before we started this interview. When you grew up, did you say, I want to be a security expert? How did it all happen? (laughs) Absolutely not. I mean, I, I knew from a very early age that computers were definitely something that I was interested in, any sort of electronic systems. And really, my first job, too, was was working on a uh, not-so-typical uh, computer system. is actually payphones. And uh, back in the early 90s, uh, middle 90s, payphones were actually little computers inside of a, the big case that we commonly know. So, yeah, I've, I've had a long history with security uh, when it comes to computing, and I, I just absolutely love it. So I want to ask you a question here with payphones. Is there or was there, I guess there are three or four payphones still left, was <laughs> there a security issue? There really was. So back then, most, most people knew about, uh, in the security field, about you know, getting free phone calls and you know, free long distance. And, and that, that branch was called you know, the, the sort of freaker movement. As, as a business, you were trying to protect against that. But also, you know, you were having to protect individual rights, too. So if you, you know, you were a shop owner or you were a store owner and you owned one of these payphones, you could potentially supervise or spy on what people were saying. And that was a big no-no. There, there was a lot of, you know, multifaceted attacks that were out there, uh, but also privacy concerns as well. Well, you know, back in the early days, I guess in the early 70s, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak were building what they called blue boxes. That might be before yeah, and, your time. And- 
No, I mean, a- absolutely. That was still a, a valid attack because, you know, before the deregulation of, of payphones, you know, any sort of tone that you can inject over the handset, you know, that, that could translate into a quarter or a dime or, or something because they were all coin line based technologies. And that, that very much was the case, you know, for, for decades, even, even after that became popular. A blue box. Hmm. I knew somebody and he was a forum leader over at AOL and he could make a blue box. This is in, at the time, you know, when people actually had to pay humongous amounts of money for long distance phone calls. Now, of course, you still have to pay humongous amounts of money if you live in the USA and you go overseas and want to make a phone call. And suddenly it's what, $2 a minute or some ridiculously idiotic fee. But not that cost them anymore to deliver the service, but that's where it goes. Let's move into the current stuff here. It seems hardly more than a few weeks or months pass when there isn't some kind of security alert. And one we've heard about recently is ransomware. Now, obviously, there are all sorts of virus protection apps out there, not so much on the Mac platform, of course, and non-existent on an iPhone, but certainly on Android and Windows. Are these things sufficient to protect you against things like that? No. In fact, you know, the, the criminals that, that uh, develop these and the, and the ones that actually exploit these, uh, which actually aren't the same groups anymore, they found out that, hey, we can make a lot of money if we make a legitimate program that, you know, the user can run. Maybe it benefits them in some way and it doesn't destroy their computer. Uh, it just sits and waits in case of ransomware. We, we could actually make money off of their data, but even things like malware, where a program will just sit in the background and you know mine for Bitcoin or mine for cryptocurrencies uh, or capture all your data and upload it to some server um, and, and, and sort of hold it for ransom, that, that, that respect, too. So there, there's a lot of money to be made on these new types of programs. And you know back in the old days, viruses were designed to destroy your hard drive or destroy your computer. Uh, and, and they've learned from that. They can actually make a, a, a solid living off of this stuff. So here you have something you get that has a benign purpose or helps you. And then it does what? How does it suddenly become invasive and lock you up for money? Well, in the case of the the newer ransomware uh, applications and and attack vectors, uh, basically what they do is something that I love is, is, you know, encrypting a file system, making sure that, you know, someone who shouldn't have access to your files and system, they, they can't get access to it. But in this case, they protected against you, <laughs> the person who should have access. And so this program will silently in the background encrypt everything, your your photos, your documents. And the next time you turn on your computer or when you come back to your computer, there's a big uh, obnoxious message saying, we've got all your files and, and you absolutely can't access them unless you give us a certain amount of money. Uh, and that money usually is in some, some sort of cryptocurrency. You know, the theory is, is if you give them the money, they give you the decryption key and off you go and you get your data back. So if it is something that, in theory, is a beneficial program that just happens to have crooked intentions, how the heck do you figure that out? Well, I, I think in, in general, you know, a lot of these things, most of them are, are targeted towards you. So, you know, high network, net worth individuals or, you know, businesses that have, you know, a lot of media or a lot of things that, that potentially could be exploited uh, those are who the attackers are going after. And, and so sometimes it could be in the, in the form of you know, something that kind of looks like a, a, a standard document, a PDF, or something that you would think that is in, in a normal day, uh, day in, day out of business. And, and that's usually how the attack gets in. 
uh, or it could just be some open source project. You know, you, you think that you're downloading uh, some video encoder, some popular video encoder, uh, and it turns out that you're actually getting something that's compromised, that the, the video encoder still works, but the underlying code has this, this uh, malicious uh, code vector in it. And so a lot of times that's what happens is you think that you're getting something, you know, that, that you need or something that you should be working on. And reality is it's, it's something that has a, a malicious payload. There's no way to protect yourself from this. So do you have to just be more careful about what you download? How do you avoid something like that? It sounds to me like someone innocently can download software that is beneficial. And I assume this comes in all platforms. It's not just restricted to like Windows, say, right? Oh, certainly. And I think, you know, I think it was about a month ago now, there's a, there's a um, uh, command line version of getting certain software for your Mac, and it's called Brew. And, and I, I believe there was uh, someone who got into someone's open source uh, project and injected some bad stuff in there, uh, and, and somebody didn't catch it in time, and, and lots of people installed it. And, and that, was, that was one valid attack vector. So even if you're a super techie person, uh, that that you know your stuff that that can really sneak in if you let your guard down just for a second something can sneak in brew like a brew ha ha let me ask you something here sean <laughs> have you ever personally been attacked and infected by one of these things well you know part of being a security researcher is you're you're commonly attacked by these things uh sometimes it's you know new and upcoming researchers that that want to kind of make a name for themselves and that's great and, and in fact i i actually like that when they they do some, you know, soft penetration testing and, and making sure that, you know, they're doing the tools as long as they follow up and say, hey, listen, I'm trying to do this. Uh, but, yeah, constantly we're, we're getting bombarded with, you know, malware and, and uh, you know, viruses being sent to us. And we, we always have to be on the lookout. And we expect that. We, we want that. And, and, in fact, we want to learn about these new attacks as they happen before other people get hit. Let's you know, do this- our break here. We'll be back in a moment with Sean Murphy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. If food became scarce, would you be able to feed yourself and your family? Have you found some emergency food supplies can cost upwards of $300 for a month's supply? And worst of all, they're packed with chemicals and other unpronounceable ingredients. At NorthwestFork.com, our mission is to provide you with food that's not only healthy and natural, but also affordable. At NorthwestFork.com, for only $127, you can order meals that are naturally high in fiber, carbs, and protein, packaged in Mylar bags with oxygen absorbers for superior shelf life. For a limited time only, your order ships free 
free. But that's not all. Enter promo code PREP10 to receive 10% off your entire order. Call 800-700-2184 today. NorthwestFork.com keeps prices low by buying directly from suppliers in the Pacific Northwest, then passing the savings to you. Go to NorthwestFork.com or call 800-700-2184 for the most cost-effective and healthy food storage solution. That's NorthwestFork.com at 800-700-2184. Stop. Put that mobile phone down because it may have been compromised. Are you aware that many identity theft issues start right on your mobile device? My friends at LibertyID.com have helped over 60,000 individuals without failure get their identities back because of them being compromised. Don't be next. Call 844-44-LIBERTY. That's 844-44-LIBERTY or visit LibertyID.com to find out if, in fact, you've been compromised and use discount code GCN. Hello. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. If there's a toxic chemical biological gas smoke emergency while traveling at home or on your job, are you protected? Are you prepared? There are over 400,000 fires in the USA every year. Up to 85% of all deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. Three minutes without air and we as humans will die. Be prepared and escape safely with our Safe Escape Smoke Hoods, giving you up to 60 minutes of breathable air protection. Order yours online at ase-safety.com. That's ase-safety.com. And get up to 40% off plus free shipping. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. One great way to support the Tech Night Owl Live is to become a member of Tech Night Owl Plus. For more information, go to plus, P-L-U-S dot com. That's plus dot com. We offer a commercial-free version of this show, better quality audio, for prices starting at just $1.49 a week. I mean, that's what, half the price of a Starbucks? Hmm. Can't beat that. What's it cost for a subway token in New York these days? I've lost track. Anyway, we're talking to Sean Murphy, security expert, talking about ransomware. And it sounds to me like any one of us can be infected. Now, they're using digital currency, which is something like Bitcoin. Now, most people don't understand what Bitcoin even is. So if I was infected tomorrow, I'm just a regular guy. I Maybe I run a business and suddenly everything's locked up and I've got to pay the piper and whatever figure it is, we can get into what they usually charge. 
How do I even know what Bitcoin is? I mean, we've talked about it on the well, show, but you see what I mean. It, it really is. And, and as far as, you know, the user experience <laughs> for ransomware, that's one of the most difficult things that these criminal organizations and individuals are trying to overcome. And, you know, for a lot of states, you know, in the United States here, you can't really buy uh, Bitcoin. It's, it's really there's no feasible way to do it. So they're having to try to find new ways of, you know, doing currency exchange exchanges and and get credit card uh, information into Bitcoin. Uh, and that leads to another attack vector, too, that maybe they'll say, hey, go here and you know buy some Bitcoin. But it's another website that they run. And so you input your credit card or you input your bank details just to get access to your files. Now they have your bank account. So there's this, you know, this multi-layer attack uh, possibility with these these types of uh, attacks. Does that make the offenders more anonymous if they're using this digital currency? Well, you know, potentially. I mean, really, cryptocurrencies and they're, you know, some of them are and some of them are are, are less uh, anonymous. But, you know, you really can see in any Bitcoin wallet, you can see the transactions coming in and, and really going out. And there's ways to sort of figure out where the money's going, where it came from. Uh, so it's not 100 percent anonymous, but it's definitely better than, you know, trying to charge someone's credit card or, or get access to their bank account. Well, obviously, if someone's trying to charge your credit card, there's a way to trace the transaction. But Bitcoin can be totally anonymous. Is that why things like Bitcoin are quite often used for illegal transactions? Quite often. And, and as long as you're staying within the network, um, really, there's there's very little possibility of being identified of you know who is actually using it. It's once those transfers start happening, then there could be a profile of you know where it's going and where it where it came from. So have the authorities ever caught anyone pulling this ransomware? I, there's been several arrests. I mean, you know, typically, and, and I mentioned this earlier, it used to be the person who or the group that wrote some malware or a virus, they would be the ones that would actively deploy it. They would actively go out and, and find a target, put it on a USB stick, leave it out in the parking lot or, or try to hack into the, you know, some some network system that they had. But nowadays, it's interesting that, you know, a lot of these groups are developing the software, developing the ransomware, whatever it is, and then selling it to other groups that may have a target in mind. So it's it's almost like a split of concerns now that the people developing the software, uh, malicious software, are not the ones that are actively deploying it. It's a very, very interesting shift in the past few years. All right. So it's like two different entities then, maybe? Absolutely. The reality is, if law enforcement takes down one, the one that was actively, you know, deploying the the attack or or going out and doing it, you know, another one's going to pop up, and, and maybe a hundred of them pop up, and the software is still being upgraded, and and new attack vectors are being found, uh, and it's going to become very difficult to stop that. All right. So let's just get to the cold hard facts before we get into other security things. I'm a normal guy, business, personal, whatever, using my computer. And I don't want to get caught. Obviously, nobody does. But from what you're saying, it's almost impossible to protect yourself, especially if it comes in the form of an app that seems to be beneficial. You may basically be put in a position where you run across it by accident. Yeah, and and really, you know, obviously the security side of things, we can talk about that and, and we can train people. We can, you know, really become vigilant about, you know, getting it into our systems. But you know, the reality is, is that we have to have very strong backup systems, too. You know, how, when was the last time you backed up all the photos on your, your phone? When was the last time you backed up all the data on your computer? You know, the reality is, is if an attack happens, you know, sure, we want, to, we want to avoid that. We want to make sure that nobody gets into our systems. But in the event that it does happen, you know, a backup can really, really save your data, really save your day. 
Uh, and as, as long as you keep it up to date, you test it, uh, these are things that are very effective uh, against these type of attacks. If you get bitten by this bug, your data is encrypted, you get the warning, give me, and I'll ask you the money they usually charge. Can you just wipe your device clean and restore it? Usually that's the case. Some of them have been very, very sophisticated where they will you know, write something to your you know, boot sector and, and somewhat recover from that. But most you know, modern laptops you get nowadays, most modern operating systems will protect against that uh, with something called a secure boot technology. Uh, so you know, you're actually protected against that. So if you do you know, get hit by this and you're okay with losing all of your data, you can wipe it clean and, and, and start fresh with most operating systems. As an example, there are ways to encrypt, say, your data on a Mac, as you know, and it's called FileVault. Does FileVault protect you from this? It really doesn't. You know, FileVault, I, you know, I highly recommend everyone turn that on. And on Windows, you can take a look at some other you know, open source projects. Uh, BitLocker is built into Windows. It's not quite as good as, as the others, but you know, definitely take a look at those. But you know, the reality is, is that these programs run as you. And so when you log into your Mac or log into your Windows machine, these programs are running like you. So any file that you can access on the network, any file you can access on the desktop or, or the hard drive, they can access too, and they will lock you out of that. Um, so even though your computer is protected, if someone steals your computer, they can't access your files. These programs run just like you would in, in your user space. Again, I'm still trying to understand here how I know that this app available for download may contain a nasty payload. The reality is, is that something that's been uh, subjected through review, like in the Mac App Store or the Apple App Store, whatever it's called, uh, that's going to go through a lot of review, intensive review, and, and any sort of indication that something's wrong with it, they will pull it immediately. Something you get on the internet, like this video encoder I was talking about, that's just something you download off the internet and you install it. Your Mac will typically warn you, like, hey, you're installing something from the internet. Are you sure you're okay with that? That's something that requires a little bit more thought. Something from an app store you don't have to worry about too, too much. Uh, but something from the internet, you, you always have to have that healthy dose of skepticism that there could be something wrong with it. Now, the way it works, of course, with the iPhone is unless you jailbreak your iPhone, that's locked. Everything, of course, is going to be through Apple. They have to review it. When it comes to the Mac App Store, obviously only a certain subsection of Mac apps are allowed there. And part of it is because of Apple's sandboxing, which walls off one app for another. But there are certain types of apps, classes of apps, that aren't allowed. Even virus detection software that does the automatic scanning. What it does isn't allowed. The app that we use for this show, called Audio Hijack, you have to get from the third party. It's not allowed. And I'll tell you more about that in a moment with Sean Murphy. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. 
Is that Ellen painting her garage? Yesterday she was trimming her hedges. What's her secret? I heard she was eating this new super berry called the Aronia Berry. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where can we get them? Go to superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. <laughs> I can't wait. I've got lots of projects I need to get done. Yes, you do. Choose health. Eat purple. Superberries.com. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, Now, just imagine, there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercials. Just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Have you ever thought you'd like to flip houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? Are you ready to be your own boss so you can start living the good life? Hi, I'm Preston Neely. I used to be so broke. I had my electricity turned off nine times, but I figured out a way to quit my job and find financial freedom in real estate. For a limited time, I want to send you a free copy of my smash hit selling book, How to Get Rich in Real Estate. It shows you how to copy exactly what I did so you can make money from the comfort of your own home without even doing any manual labor. I've already given away 5,000 books and they're going fast. To get one before they're gone, call one 800 958 6936. Listen, if you're sick and tired of stressing about money, this book could change your life. It's short, fun to read, easy to understand, and awesome. To find out how to get your free book while supplies last, call 1-800-958-6936. Call 1-800-958-6936. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. I 
on a Tech Night Out Live, Sean Murphy joining us, and we're starting the focus here on ransomware, and you see really how difficult it is and what you have to do. So as I was mentioning before, you ideally like to get all your apps for the Mac from Apple's App Store, but you can't because even Adobe Creative Cloud, Microsoft Office, Quark Express, Audio Hijack from Rogue Amoeba, which captures the audio from multiple sources, and that's how we do this show, that's not available because Apple doesn't allow it. Now, maybe here, Sean, Apple ought to find ways to allow more classes of apps to be in the App Store so people are more protected. You follow me? Absolutely. And you know, one of the things that Apple does is they take a very hefty cut of whatever application gets, you know, sold through the app stores. And of course, running servers, they're, you know, they're not free. The bandwidth is not free. Uh, but then there's also that review period too, where, you know, an engineer or technicians will go through and see, is this app doing something that it's not quite ready to do? And for a closed ecosystem, like an iPhone, you know, I don't want to say it's easy, but that review period is somewhat deterministic. Uh, for a PC, though, that has decades of, you know, APIs and, and very low-level access you can do with disks and hard drives and file systems, it becomes very, very complex. You know, the, the service that Apple can provide is, is something that is, it can span across all these type of utilities. And, you know, whether or not it could be sandboxed or meet, meet their stringent requirements now, I think we still could have a security uh, review uh, and still have these, these apps distributed through Apple. Well, that would, I guess, make it easier, especially for the developers who right now can't get their apps in there and think of all the extra business they get. Sure, Apple's taking their 30% cut, but they can get a lot of free promotion, a lot of credibility to be in there. So that would be it. Okay, so I install the app from a third party and I get this warning. What is, is there a normal going rate for ransomware? You know, $500, 1000 10000 what? But the unfortunate reality is it's very tunable. So, you know, the the third party that the people that develop it, of course, they want a, a certain cut. And I think at last time I heard it was a certain percentage, you know, 20 percent, 30 percent, something like that. So really, the person who is deploying the payload sets the price. And so, you know, if you're attacking some big Sony pictures or, or some big media shop, you know, you're going to set it in the thousands. You know, this is this is something that they could lose post-production material. Uh, but an individual, you know, three hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, maybe maybe too much. So wildly varies. I mean, I, I think the most that I've seen something go for has been $5,000. The lowest I've seen is about $300. So anywhere around there, they can set the price. And, you know, it's, it's actually very customizable. Where the market will bear. Is this where yes. we're seeing most attacks now, ransomware? Because on the Windows side, I assume most people are protected to some degree. Microsoft is providing that. On the Mac, of course, we have the protection for iOS. On the Mac, you know, there are third-party apps that aren't in the App Store. But, you know, usually when something happens, there are things Apple can do to guard against it. So is it mostly ransomware now for this or what? Well, I think ransomware is the most visible. Probably 15 years ago, even 20 years ago, uh, when we would run an application and it tried to connect to the Internet, the security community would be up in arms. What is this program doing? Why is it trying to call home? Why is it trying to do that? And now you look at every app. Every app tries to auto-update. It connects the Internet. And, and people sort of expect that. So, you know, really a lot of these applications, especially on more of the PC side of things, not necessarily the mobile side of things, 
these things can just sit in the background. They could be mining Bitcoin. They could be slowly trickling all, every file from your hard drive to some, you know, some file server somewhere. So ransomware is one of the most visible things that we see because it stops you in your tracks, just like a virus did back in you know, the 80s, 90s. They would stop you in your tracks and, and you would be out of commission. Malware is one of these things that is just such a common issue now. You know, you download a web browser, you download some, you know, utility that you found. It could just be sitting in the background and using your compute cycles to do whatever they want. You know, to this day, botnets and malware, that's the number one threat. Something that destroys your data and locks you out, that's that's obviously very visible, but it's still a smaller portion of, of the huge landscape of cybersecurity attacks that we see. Now, some time back, a DNS provider... A lot of people know what's DNS, but they provide DNS services to businesses. And they were hit by one of these DDoS attacks and it brought down major sites. I know, don't know if you remember this. I think they're up in New oh, England yeah. or somewhere. Now, exactly what were they doing when this happened? Well, a lot of times these type of DDoS attacks are when they bring down big institutions like an Amazon Web Services or Azure or, you know, something that drives a lot of the websites that you know. You know, a lot of times this is to mask another attack. Maybe they're trying to get into a system. Maybe they're trying to, you know, uh, breach some sort of underlying network infrastructure that, you know, of course, taking down most of the Internet uh, will be very visible to people. But these attacks typically mask other things. That really highlights how fragile our Internet is. That, you know, when we type in something in our web browser, that's using a certain system. Uh, When we connect our our cable modems or or our fiber uh, modems to an infrastructure, that infrastructure could have severe limitations or or severe security problems. So it's not necessarily just our computers. It's also the entire uh, Internet as a whole that there's a lot of vulnerabilities that that we always have to be vigilant against, protecting against these things. Now, the DDoS means that botnets or malicious sites just flooded with traffic. You know, normally a web server or equipment can handle so many hits. You know, it's like yeah, you know, trying to stuff too much into a small space. Yeah, or, or you have 100 people try to call someone's cell phone number. I mean, at, at a point, they're just going to turn their cell phone off because they can't stand to hear it ring all the time. So how do they do this? Because I would think that if they're providing DNS services for Amazon or any of these services... They've got to have huge capacities, thousands and thousands of computers and network systems and connections to Internet backbones and all this other stuff. They'll have servers around the world. I know we used to be associated with one of those services where we got their services for a small amount of money. And supposedly they had DNS in 12 countries or something. And Cloudflare Mm -hmm. is a company that does that. And therefore, if something happens with one of them, they have backups and upon backups. How do you bring it down? Well, I think you always have to go back to this concept of, you know, centralization that, you know, at at its root, DNS has uh, a few servers that handle most of all the authority on the rest of the network. So if you bring down some of these big players, the rest of them kind of crumble with them. So it's like a control center. Exactly. You bring down okay. the control center, all the, the, the backups fail as well. Even though the, the DNS providers in 12 countries, if the one in New England or somewhere, they bring that down, suddenly there's no way to 
deal with that? There's no distributed backup or something where if system A is down, system C can't work? Well, yeah, I think that specific t- attack, you know, took advantage of some of the update mechanisms and, and how A would tell B and C that there is updates. Uh, but typically systems like that should recover from that. Just the, en- the enormous scale of this attack uh, was so, you know, enveloping that it destroyed all these these additional nodes as well, at least their ability to uh, give you an authoritative answer. And that's really what they're looking for is they're always looking for uh, some weak point. You know, whether or not it's something that they discover or, uh, you know, some other group has discovered and they, they never disclosed it. They're always looking for some weak vulnerability that they can, they can like, take advantage at uh, at scale. Always there. So this is kind of a cat and mouse game then? That's, that is the cybersecurity field, yes. <laughs> You're always trying to stay one step ahead of someone who's trying to stay, you know, stay 10 steps ahead of you. More to come. A few more things to talk about with Sean Murphy, security expert. And he's got a little company he's set up that provides some interesting services. They're starting a public beta soon. I want to ask him about it. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Lifetime Gray's 100% grass-fed beef has the health benefits you seek. When compared to conventional beef, it offers good fats while virtually eliminating the bad. That's the result of cattle who never eat grain, ever. Rich in antioxidants, including vitamin E, C, beta-carotene, and CLA. No artificial hormones, antibiotics, or other drugs. For all our fresh, non-cooked products with only 100% grass-fed beef, go to MidasResources.com. Use voucher code GCN to get 30% off your order. MidasResources.com or find us on Facebook. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. 
anytime, any place, anywhere. Radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. know what's going to happen next well here's the tech night owl live with gene steinberg bit later derek kessler is going to join us and he works with teslacentral.com And we're going to talk about the Tesla Model 3, which is the, quote, affordable Tesla. Starts at $35,000, but up to, I think, 200,000 sales, they get a $7,500 credit. But I don't know. It's $35,000, even if you get the $7,500 rebate from the government. Is $35,000 affordable for a car? My first car, brand new, cost $2,100. You know how old I am. And I'm not going to ask... Sean Murphy, what his cars cost. I want to ask you something, though. Maybe this personalizes a few things here. We're talking about a tax. And cars are using multiple computer systems. I don't mean the brand new car. But any recent car has got like blind spot monitoring where it's got a sensor. So if a car gets too close to you on the side, it warns you about that. It's got ways to know if you're coming up too close to a car ahead of you and it slows down your brakes, adaptive cruise control, rain sensing wipers, the camera in back. We have all these computers in cars. Can we hack them? Yeah, so the the past few years, we've actually seen practical attacks of of internet connected or or connected uh, cars. And in fact, Chrysler got hit uh, with a highly publicized attack 
uh, that an attacker could get in through the entertainment system that's connected to the Internet all the time and actually stop a car, uh, control the, the fundamental elements of the car. And, you know, I think as we get more intelligent vehicles, you know, such as some of these electric cars that, that are always tethered, are, are potentially getting to the point where they're self-driving, we have to be really, really careful that we make sure that, you know, attacks like this don't happen because essentially, you know, I, I think in 10, 20 years, it may be very rare that we're, you know, humans are actually in the loop of, of driving a car. We're just going to find it to be more efficient, more safe. But that's with a big caveat that we, you know, we were really focused on the cybersecurity front. All right, let's talk about that for a few minutes. We had someone else on the show some time ago, Dr. Timothy Summers, who's an ethical hacker. And he said, for maybe 30 or $35, you could set up a device that could capture the codes from your key fob if they're close enough to you. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, the reality is, is that you can buy uh, little devices off of eBay for 5 $6 that you plug into someone's uh, car diagnostic port. Uh, and if you're close enough to them, you can, you can mess with their engine. You can mess with, you know, most of the, the car systems. That's, that's the fundamental issue with cybersecurity, that it's not just a computer. It, it's not just, you know, the PC on your, your, uh, your desk. It's absolutely everything. The Internet device that you carry in your pocket 24-7, that's, that's always on. Uh, you know, your headphones probably have a microprocessor now. Everything has some sort of attack vector, and we always have to be limiting that, that exposure and, and the risk uh, to, our, to our daily lives. I just wonder how this works. So, for example, I'm familiar with Volkswagens, and I've driven some over the past few years. Until one was totaled, and I'll get into that some other time. We don't want to hear about that. Okay, so you have the key fob. You stick it in your pocket. And by that proximity, you go to the car, and you touch the door handle. It opens up. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then you can start the car. When you leave the car, if you don't take the key, you can't lock it. But if you do, you just tap a little indentation on the door handle. And you lock it. So you got this a very intelligent little key fob. Now, in the old days, in the old movies, as you know, you'd see somebody there and he'd take the coat hanger and he'd lift the lock mechanism. But those are recessed now, so you can't do that. Or he'd go under the steering wheel and he'd take a couple of wires and tie them together would start the car. Now... We can't do that physical stuff anymore, I assume, for any recent car. But with the key fob, if you can duplicate that key fob, you just drive off with somebody's car. It's absolutely true. And, you know, the, the reality is, is that these devices are, you know, they're, they're secure against uh, a lot of attacks that they see as practical. And in fact, you know, someone who contacted us recently, that we did some consulting work for, they actually had video of somebody walking up to their front door uh, and, and hanging out their front door, and then another person walked to their car, and magically their car unlocked. And what we figured out is that they had some sort of a relay device that they, you know, the person inside the house left their keys by the front door, which most people do. The the, the first criminal was by the front door and basically relaying that signal. That signal that should only work maybe you know six inches away from the door, maybe even three inches away from the door. They were re- relaying that long distance signal, you know, 100 feet, 200 feet to their driveway. And now all of a sudden, this, this device that they had never captured any codes, they had never you know, been near that person, but they were able to relay that information. And it just shows you that a lot of this technology, you know, we defend against what we see as practical attacks. 
And criminals are always looking at, well, what's not practical? What's something that we can do um, that, that the security researchers or the engineers that built this had never considered? Okay, so we know there's a problem with Fiat Chrysler. And there may be others because they might be faking their emissions tests on diesel engines. Might be doing what Volkswagen did. So the problem here is, should I even want to get a recent car with all the electronics and the onboard computers? Would it be safer to get the 20-year-old car or the 10-year-old car? Not just because I save money, but because they don't have this vulnerability. Well, I, I think you always have to take a look at, you know, what what is your end objective with a vehicle? You know, get to the location that you want. Uh, you know, protect your friends, families from you know from accidents. And you know, obviously, a newer car is, is probably going to be better for that. Probably uh, from, from the cybersecurity threat. You know, I think the next generation of vehicles. That's really what we're looking at. You know, the the self driving uh, issues. That's where it could really become life threatening. That if a cybersecurity uh, attack happens on your current device or, or your car. Uh, what are they going to get? They're going to steal your car or they're going to steal some items in your car. You know, 10 years from now could be massive, uh, you know, highway speed, you know, really, really high speed highway deaths because there's some sort of Internet vulnerability on some of these cars. So I think we really have to, you know, be planning now for that next generation of, of vehicles and these these massive networks that we're going to have with with these self-driving fleets. You know, you raise an interesting thing here that I'm considering here. We have the Tesla, and we're going to be talking about the Tesla in our next segment. And that thing is highly computerized. They send updates online. Those updates unlock features on these cars, self-driving features. So the question nobody asks Elon Musk, hey, Elon, we know SpaceX can now use reusable spaceships. You're going to send people to Mars someday. And now you're going to introduce a, quote, affordable electric car. What protection do I have with all that onboard stuff? Because the thing is almost a completely a tablet computer inside. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a valid concern. And, you know, I think, you know, at going forward in this next decade, you know, one of the things that we have to think about is, you know, a lot of times we think about a, a company being, you know, a, a very legitimate company. They have to worry about their reputation. Uh, you know, Apple's always talking about security and privacy, but we have to start thinking about what's the underlying technology. You know, could it be that an employee inside of one of these companies go rogue or, or perhaps, you know, maybe they get fired, but they take the, the keys required uh, to release software to your, you know, your electric driving car, whatever, whatever it happens to be in the future. So I think, you know, technology at, at its core needs to have all of these concerns fleshed out, and we need to flesh them out now. And, and perhaps Tesla has done that. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it's very difficult to know because it's, you know, such a small sample size, and we really haven't seen uh, much in the way of, of disclosure on how they do these things. But I think that's really what we need to think about as consumers that, you know, the, the what ifs. You know, what if this device, you know, if, if it can pull itself out of my driveway, what's stopping it from doing it at two in the morning and or, you know, wrecking itself in my car? And we have to start having these honest dis- discussions with these these companies and, and really figure out um, how, how well they've developed the security apparatus for their technology. You know, you think of all the movies you've seen where somebody, the hacker in that movie takes control of somebody's car. And usually it's very elementary. You know, you suddenly see the the brake can't be used or the thing accelerates or somebody is controlling the movements of the car by remote control. And a lot of that, of course, is fantasy. These are fantasies. 
But now with more and more computerization in your motor vehicle, how many of those fantasies can come true? I mean, if somebody's driving a Ferrari or something, isn't that Fiat Chrysler too? Isn't it? I lost track. Uh, can they take control of it and suddenly your $500,000 car or your $100,000 Tesla ends up in somebody's garage in some isolated neighborhood somewhere? They do a little reprogramming and they ship it overseas and somebody gets that car. We've got a little bit more with Sean Murphy. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you looking to become more self-sufficient? Then you need to have your own energy source. The Solark EMP hardened generator is automatic, maintenance-free, and reduces your monthly electric bill. You can also take it off-grid when you go camping. Contact PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875 today. Portable Solar LLC gives you everything you need to start using solar energy in less than one hour. Solark EMP hardened solar generator energy insurance. For your family or business, call Portable Solar LLC today. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. And imagine if I do, Sean, self-driving. And I'm getting older. I'm an older guy. And there's a time where I won't be able to drive myself. And I hope I realize that. I'll wake up and say, you know what? Nah, not for me. Maybe they'll be self-driving. Or maybe I'll just have to rely on the Uber or Lyft guy, whatever. Self-driving, I get in there. Johnny Cab, take me to the Walmart and hope that it gets me there. (laughs) Interstate trucking is going to be like that too, isn't it? Where at some point, it's not going to be human beings sitting behind a wheel for eight or 10 hours a day. It's going to be mostly on the interstate highway done by computers, right? 
that's the theory. And, you know, really anytime these discussions happen, you know, it's somewhat hard to, to believe that something like that could affect you, that, you know, someone's going to hack into my car. And, and like you said, it's, it's almost like a movie. And, you know, I think the, the reality is, is that it's the infrastructure impact. It's the, the large fleet concern that, you know, the, the, the stoplight uh, or the, the traffic signals in your neighborhood, you know, they're, they're secured against tampering. They're secured against people from going in there and, and you know, making them all turn green at the same time. Uh, and those are embedded systems. They're not necessarily something that's exploitable. Um, so, you know, once we start thinking about, you know, groups of, of vehicles, you know, entire uh, traffic systems that, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, maybe there are no traffic signals anymore uh, because it is so commonplace to have self-driving and, and self-organizing uh, networks. Just imagine the, the chaos it would cause if an exploit happened. You know, you don't get to work on time. Uh, your vehicles don't turn on anymore. Uh, you know, some state actor, some some foreign government, you know, breaks into our infrastructure and and just devastates all of our traffic lanes. You know, that's what's at risk here. Not necessarily that someone's going to steal your Prius. It's it's that bigger concern of you know what what are we doing as a as a uh, you know country? What are we doing as a you know from an infrastructure standpoint uh, to 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 make things better for ourselves? And and what risk do we have for that? Now imagine I'm coming out in my Tesla. I know Elon Musk will be listening. He'll call me back. And I'll say, how dare you say that? I'm driving my Tesla. And suddenly something takes control of it. And it says, I get a voice, not like Siri, but a voice, computerized voice says, you want to get to the Walmart, $500. <laughs> On the barrel head. You want to get to work? $1,000. <laughs> Is that even possible? It, it, it might be. You know, again, the you know attacker from the outside world uh, may or may not ever be able to do that. But, you know, you think about, the employee inside, you know, some, you know, some privileged actor is able to, to pull off something like that. Maybe there's some bug in their software that, that actually, that, that exploits something like that. You know, we, we always have to be concerned. And, you know, when you have systems like this, it's crucial to have a human, you know, always in the loop and, and making decisions that can override the computer. And so certainly, hopefully these, these systems are, are, uh, they're structured in such a way that you can override them with, with minimal input. Uh, but, you know, definitely looking in the future, I mean, these, these are things that often get overlooked. Uh, you know, maybe when we get the cheap Chinese knockoffs of, of whatever, you know, self-driving car, maybe they overlook that security just to get a cheaper price. Those are very uh, real things that could happen. Well, remember, Volvo is owned by a Chinese company, and they're pretty sophisticated right now. But it's not going to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger grabbing the head of the Johnny Cab avatar and pulling it out and taking control of the stick that runs the car. <laughs> I certainly hope not. But yeah, I mean, you know, definitely, you know, steering wheels are getting to the point where they're not mechanically connected anymore to the wheels. You know, they're, they're drive by wire, you know, a computer can, you know, definitely override certain things. And, you know, it's, it's a safety concern for sure. And, and I think that's what just, you know, needs to be regulated and looked at uh, often. Now, some cars also have a feature called chassis control, where you push a button and suddenly the steering stiffens up because you want something sportier. It shifts at a higher speed, the transmission. So, of course, you get better acceleration. The suspension becomes stiffer accordingly. So electronically, you're taking basic characteristics in driving that car and you're changing them. It's like pushing a switch or you decide, you know what? I want a softer ride I take the softer ride. I want something with more economy. I 
therefore set it up so it gets me a little bit better gas mileage. I give up some acceleration. Now, imagine if that were hacked. Oh, so you know that's that's the trend of of what our revolution has been. This this latest revolution has been software defined. You name it, software defined. Uh, you know, driving is is definitely the next thing on the horizon. Now, when they introduced me to you, they mentioned that you have a little company going, and you're yeah, providing do. some kind of security services. Let's talk about that for a few moments. Obviously, you have to pay the rent. <laughs> Yeah, so you know the the, the company that I started, uh, Sender. I started this about you know a handful of years ago. You know, basically what we're talking about here, we're we're always looking for the latest cybersecurity problems, trying to educate people, uh, as many people as we can, about the pitfalls, and and you know not necessarily sell them any sort of product to to solve these. Uh, that's certainly not the case all the time. Uh, something that we really saw was you know we we commonly talk about cloud services and you know, how, how vulnerable they are. You know, people are, are, you know, loading so many files on these cloud storage programs. They're using different messaging apps. They're using different, you know, email programs. And we decided that we wanted to make something that was super secure, something that had a common uh, security across all these facets of communication. Uh, and, and everything that we, we talked about was how do we make things better for sending? You know, how do we make sure that if you send files or, or send you know, some some photos of your kids or those Word documents that you work on at the office or even massive files. You know, we're talking, you know, data analytics, terabyte size files. How do we protect how do we protect the sender from all of these things? And as we kept talking about, you know, we said, hey, we keep saying the word sender. Let's let's name the product sender. And so we did. And so the company uh, is, is working and, and we have a public beta that that uh, we're signing up people for now uh, that brings together the, the best of cloud storage, cloud sharing uh, messaging, expanding those limits. You know, if you want to share, you know, two terabytes, five terabytes of data, which is ridiculous, uh, our platform has been, you know, really been built from the ground up to do that. Uh, the sender always maintains control. Of course, everything is encrypted. Everything's end-to-end encrypted. Uh, and, and that's really what we're, we're looking to do is really give people the best uh, experience possible uh, with communications and content sharing, uh, really lower those barriers. But, you know, my mission in life is obviously to, to deeply protect everything, you know, not even me and, and the people inside this company could ever, you know, breach your security uh, or access any of the content that you're sending. And so that's that's what Sender at, at its essence is. So basically, it's a messaging platform. It's yes, cloud cloud storage, cloud sharing, and uh, messaging with with full control. And so, if you want to prevent people from, you know, printing something, or if you want to prevent people from sharing it, or you know, you want to set, you know, ten months from now, you want that content to be deleted from, you know, all devices that had access to it. You can certainly do that, and it's all based on a very, very strong cryptography uh, that, that we've been testing for you know many, many years, decades. Is this also a backup solution for your data? It is, and you know one of the things that we've we've noticed is that you know people are very hesitant to put a lot of stuff in the cloud. Some people are, some people are completely comfortable with that, and and rightfully so. You should be worried about that. You know, you know, using some cloud storage products. You know, any employee inside those companies can see it. If a hacker gets in, they have access to all your tax returns, uh, private photos, and, and we've seen so many attacks like that happen. Uh, so, of course, we have we we, we do offer uh, a lot of backup services, but it's always you know for that most intimate uh, and personal data that you have and, and business data that you have that that we want to protect. So, for example, I use a cloud-based backup service right now. 
where it uploads my files. Every day it gets the, I guess the way it works is first the most recent files and then it continues working on the others until it's got my entire drive backed up in the cloud. It's something like that. It's like that, you know, it's, it's more, more akin to like a Dropbox or a box where you have, you know, a shared item where, you know, stuff that you work on commonly. And so we have plugins for Word and PowerPoint that we see you're working on these documents. We're going to keep those backed up. You know, we don't necessarily care about your, you know, your swap file or, you know, your, your Windows or Mac system files. You can, you can restore those via other mechanisms. It's that business data, that, that personal data that you're actively using and working on. That's what we identify and that's what we encrypt and, and store in, in, in our, our service. Okay, we've got a lot more to come in the final segment, spending with Sean Murphy. He's talking about his little company. I don't know how little it is with all that storage he's offering. It's called Sender, S-N-D-R. More to come on the Tech Night How Live. <laughs> Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features. And most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Hi, friends. Let me ask you a question. Why do we get car insurance for our cars, fire insurance for our homes, and life insurance for our lives, and not even consider identity insurance for our identities? I mean, isn't our identity one of the most important commodities we have? Well, of course it is. My friends at Liberty ID, they understand this, and that's why they're the leading provider of turnkey solutions to America's fastest-growing crime, identity theft. Are you covered? Why not? Don't wait. Call today at 844-44-LIBERTY to get covered now. Do you realize that you're children are vulnerable your parents are vulnerable and yes you are vulnerable as well liberty id has successfully in three years restored over sixty thousand identities restored their good name and that is absolutely priceless now i know there's many companies out there saying they can do this but liberty id is the proven leader that restores your good name for you call them at 844-44-LIBERTY or visit them at libertyid.com and make sure you mention gcn at checkout for an incredible discount If there's a toxic chemical biological gas smoke emergency while traveling at home or on your job, are you protected? Are you prepared? There are over 400,000 fires in the USA every year. Up to 85% of all deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. Three minutes without air and we as humans will die. Be prepared and escape safely with our Safe Escape Smoke Hoods, giving you up to 60 minutes of breathable air protection. Order yours online at ase-safety.com. That's ase-safety.com. And get up to 40% off plus free shipping. <laughs> 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap, even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed; it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Sean Murphy joining us cybersecurity expert talking about his little company. I say little because you're new, not because you're small in size. Okay. We've, you know, the company, the company's been around for a better part of five years now. And, and most of it has been research, you know, going out and talking to, to real people, seeing what their problems are. And, and obviously talking about, you know, current issues like this ransomware and, and other issues, you know, we're, we're always looking for trying to help people as much as we can. And, you know, really came down to, you know, we, we should take all this knowledge that we have and, and really build a product that people are looking for, that they've been asking for. And that's the culmination of that research has, has, has been uh, center of the product. Okay, so if someone is interested in this, let's kind of be specific about it here. You've got a public beta. So I assume people try it and then if they like it, once you are ready to start this thing, then they pay whatever they pay for the service. And a lot of, you know, smart people have talked about this, not including myself, <laughs> that, you know, one of the most important things nowadays is being a free service. And, you know, these these free services that are out there that most people use, social media, email, they're owned by billion-dollar companies. And, and why is that? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that you're using the product. They're getting all your data. They're advertising to you. They're selling your data. And it's very exploitative. Uh, with Sender, we take a different model. Of course, you can get into Sender for free. You can start messaging your friends, storing stuff on the cloud. You know, we really want to view you as a customer. You know, we can never exploit your data. We can never exploit the information that you share with people. Uh, and so we view you as a, as a customer. And so with that, you know, of course, we, we have free plans, try to get as many people in as we can to help as many people as we can. Uh, but at the same time, we're, we're going to be very competitive uh, pricing-wise to like an iCloud uh, or a premium cloud service uh, such as that. 
Okay, so let's be specific about this. We've got already several messaging apps out there that claim end-to-end encryption. And I mention Apple, and the reason I mention Apple and messages is because Apple's not in the business of capturing your data. They don't care about it. Whereas Google, you know, Amazon wants to sell your product. Google, Microsoft, they're going to watch over you. So the first thing here is I shouldn't use WhatsApp. I shouldn't use stuff like that. I should be using something like this if I really have mission-critical stuff to send messages with. Each app and each service will have its merits. And, you know, I think Apple has done a very good job within the Apple ecosystem of protecting its customers and people that buy its hardware or buy their hardware. You know, the problem comes is when you go outside their ecosystem. Maybe I like to use Windows. Maybe I like to use Android tablets instead of, you know, an iPad. And that's when products that really transcend a single uh, walled garden or a single platform that's really, really where we need that. And more, more than just messaging, it's also cloud storage and cloud sharing. You know, we use so many different apps and so many different, different services. They all have their weaknesses. They all have their strengths. And they're all different. Uh, so maybe I have a great end-to-end, you know, messaging program that, that gives me that encryption. Uh, you know, I trust it, uh, maybe rightfully so, or maybe I, I just assume it's secure. But then what about my cloud storage? What about if I want to share big files? You know, all these things, we start to look at this massive landscape of Android users and iOS users and Linux users, and we have to have one, you know, solid security front. You know, that posture is extremely important uh, when it comes to sharing information and collaboration. And unfortunately, because we use all these different apps that, that have their own strengths and weaknesses, a lot of times we end up getting uh, hurt uh, badly by some breach that, you know, a cloud storage provider was, was breached and, and all of our personal photos were, lo- were lost even though our messaging was completely safe. Something like that happens and happens often. Okay, so this is a central thing. But I would think more for businesses than personal use, because I think of my son uses WhatsApp all the time. Should I tell yeah, him you to know, use this instead? You know, I certainly think that the, you know, for, for younger audiences, you know, personal audiences, we, we will support that. You know, we're really focused on, you know, businesses, enterprises that, you know, really have valuable data that if they get hit with ransomware, malware, uh, something along those lines that can recover from that. You know, apps that are free and and, and offer end-to-end encryption and have stickers and, you know, stuff that's very playful and and more game-like, I certainly think would fit a a younger audience better uh, than what we're doing. Uh, But certainly, you know, it's, it's something that, you know, getting into our system is as simple as having an email address or a phone number. You know, eventually we're going to have Twitter login and Facebook login, all these things. But yeah, I mean, we, we certainly welcome everybody. Well, I think here we're in a situation where maybe I should tell him about it. Now, he is not that young. He's 31. But we want him to be safe because he lives in Europe. And so we want him to be safe. So I should tell him about your product and service, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Any Any sort of, you know, personal data that we have. Even if you're using a messaging app that that claims to be secure, you know, always keep your eyes out. Look for what their discussions have been. You know, what are security researchers saying? Uh, and and never be shy to to switch to a different platform. I mean, it really takes uh, no much more effort than telling your friends, hey, you know, let's let's us five try this out this weekend and and see where we get with it. Um, and you know, if if you can make yourself more secure, I'm I'm all for it. So in a case like this. I would like to try this. You know, I'm really intrigued because I want my son to be safe and I want us to have safe communications. Now, with WhatsApp, he's able to do voice calls. Does your messaging app do that? 
no, we're not we're not focused on uh, voice calls. This is more of you know you want to send massive files or files with you know your your contacts. That's really what we're focused on now. You know, depending on on how people see our system, uh, if if we want to do real time voice over IP or video calls, you know, we certainly could do that. And again, with that end to end encrypted facet. But uh, you know, I think there's there's other apps that that are you know currently using that. And you know, obviously the infrastructure cost for doing something like that is is absolutely massive. Well, if someone wants to learn more about what you're offering here, where do they go? Well, you can always go to our website. It's SNDR.com. We don't like vowels, so no no E's there. So SNDR.com, uh, you can take a look at some of our features and, and sign up for our mailing list, and, and we'll let you know when uh, beta spots open. And definitely when, uh, when we launch, you'll, you'll be the first to know. Now, which platforms do you support? You know, one of our early decisions was to support absolutely everything that you could buy. So if you can buy a Linux machine, you know, we're going to support it. Of course, iOS and Android, we have first-class applications, Windows, Mac OS X, desktop, command line, any places that you commonly do work, we want to be there. Uh, and that's what my team is really focused on, is making the best experience, whether or not you're a, you know, a super power command line user uh, you know, or just a, a mobile app user, we've, we've got it covered. Okay, so if someone wants to give it a try, what do they do? Well, right now, you would sign up on our mailing list, and, and when we have a public beta open, uh, we'll send you, uh, for iOS, there's a beta testing program uh, that you can join into. It's, it's something Apple actually runs, uh, and you would get access to our beta. Uh, for Android, we, we would just add you to our list of approved testers, and it would show up in your store. That's basically how you'd get the app. Uh, once you get in the app, you just log in with your existing email address, anything you want to use, uh, or your phone number, and uh, you can link as many email addresses, as many phone numbers as you want to a single account, uh, and Sender will, uh, will will aggregate all that information for you. Well, I'll tell you what, as soon as you can do voice chatting, I'll throw away Skype. Be happy to. <laughs> Excellent. I, th- I think we could do a little better, too. So Sean, thank you so much for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Love or loathe him, Donald J. Trump is our 45th president. There is no denying now that Trump will go down in history, both despised and admired. Commemorate Trump's presidency with your very own Trump Silver Bust from TrumpSilverStatue.com. This museum-quality heirloom Trump Silver Statue bust is hand-cast from 20 troy ounces of silver, a great investment. From TrumpSilverStatue.com. Loathed or loved, own a valuable piece of Trump's legacy. Get your solid silver Trump bust today at TrumpSilverStatue.com. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. 
What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866 29 That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and Body Extract, 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. Are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals? Are you happy doing laundry with detergents? Are you happy paying high prices? Find your happiness with Pure Soap. These all-natural, earth-friendly Pure Soaps are the very best you've ever used. Buy in bulk. Get a 12, 36, or 48-month supply. Or get items individually and still save big. You're getting soap products twice as good as what you're using now. Earth-friendly and natural soaps. Your family deserves the best. Happiness is 5starsoap.com. Why not put your money up the drain for a change? See them at 5starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. Calben Soap Company can save you thousands of dollars and give you good old-fashioned real soaps that are triple concentrated. Soaps made from vegetable and coconut oils. See their full selection of soaps at 5starsoap.com. That's F-I-V-E starsoap.com. Or call 1-800-340-7091 for a catalog. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. We welcome back Derek Kessler, who is on the Tech Night Owl live some months back. And now he's associated with a website called Tesla Central. So, Derek, how did you get on the Tesla beat? Oh, well, I just love really all sorts of technology and gadgets and all that jazz. And uh, an electric car is like the biggest gadget you can possibly buy. Indeed. Do you have like a Prius or something? I actually have a Tesla. Yeah, I have a Model S parked in my garage, and it's, it's my favorite thing ever. Well, I look at it this way. I need another $99,000 to get one. But when I get it, I yeah. would consider it. 
Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not exactly cheap. Uh, I, I didn't even go for the top end performance model because while that's incredibly fun, I don't need a car that can go that fast, nor do I need to spend that kind of money. They offer aggressive leases, I've noticed. And just to be brief, mm-hmm. do they make money from that or is it just to put people into the seat? Tesla says that they do make money on the cars alone, uh, but it's infrastructure investments like the giant gigafactory that they're building out in Nevada to make batteries uh, and the uh, supercharger network that they're building out so that you can drive across the country without having to stop and charge for five hours every couple of hours that are eating into their profits. Whether or not they're actually making a profit on the car, that's really going to matter when the Model 3 comes out and they're producing those en masse. Now, Consumer Reports first gave the Tesla incredible rating, especially the Model S. Mm -hmm. And then I guess there were ongoing problems with reliability. So do you have one of the early models or something a little bit more recent? Mine is a, a newer one, and the only time I had to take have it taken in, uh, it's one with the newer autopilot hardware that's supposed to eventually be able to fully drive itself, and I just had to take it in for a calibration of one of the cameras. I, I know that early on, a lot of people had a lot of issues with their cars because Tesla was a relatively new car company. They made an incredible vehicle, but they didn't have experience in producing cars at in mass quantities, and a lot of things slipped through the cracks, especially when the Model X rolled out, and it turned out to be kind of finicky with those big fancy doors. Yeah, those wacky doors. Now, let me put myself in a position here so you understand where I'm coming from, because mm-hmm. I'm an older guy. So I grew up, and I've seen lots of car makers vanish. We don't remember the Studebaker. We remember the Studebaker Avanti, this really, really fancy sports car, actually kind of a sports touring car, that even after Studebaker went away, somebody continued to make them. So we have that. We had American Motors. We had the Rambler. We had the Packard. We had Oldsmobile. We had Pontiac. Oldsmobile is still around. Oh, is it, it is? Yeah. I thought GM discontinued the Oldsmobile. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Buick is still around. They had so many... So many mid-luxury brands, it's hard to keep them track. I could never tell the difference between Buick and Oldsmobile. They had Pontiac, which tended to be the sporty brand. I owned a Pontiac. It was the worst car I ever owned. The transmission leaked fluid, and in 1,000 miles, it needed a transmission overhaul. Brand new car. Right. So GM had its problems. But, you know, I own two Saturns. Where's Saturn today? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I liked the first couple of Saturns. I thought they were really, really nice cars. And they came out with a version in the late 1990s. They blew it. The things I liked about the car, comfortable seats, good acceleration handling, pretty solid construction. I don't know what they did, maybe cost-cutting or something. So we don't have a Saturn anymore. We don't have a Plymouth anymore. My late brother once owned a Plymouth. So the key is there that we have big or relatively big companies building cars and killing brands to tighten things up. So the climate for a new car maker had to be incredibly difficult. Yeah, it's uh, Tesla came about right when all of these companies were going through massive contraction. Uh, But Tesla started out very much on the high end. Their first car was the Roadster uh, back in early 2000s or sorry, late, late 2000s. You know, it was not a car that anybody would get to be their daily driver. It was a modified Lotus, heavily modified Lotus Elise 
and it was designed just to go fast and be a test platform essentially for their electric dreams. Once they finally got around to producing the Model S and eventually the Model X, they've been getting into that sort of zone where they can produce cars. But Tesla is still in a somewhat precarious position. If the Model 3 launch doesn't go off as well as they hope it will, uh, there could be not a Tesla in five or six years. Well, certainly there's plenty of competition now. You Mm -hmm. have GM with its Bolt, which is a direct-on competitor to Tesla. It's not a very good-looking car, though. And that's the thing also. Why do electric cars have to be ugly? Tesla is sleek. GM's entry is ugly. I don't know about you, but I'm not happy about the looks of a Toyota Prius. I've ridden in them, and I guess they're comfortable enough, and I guess they offer the proper amount of energy savings and anything like that. But why are they so ugly? I do not know. Uh, There seems to be something with GM's designers, because we saw that with the Chevy Volt with a V, Uh, their first plug-in electric hybrid, which was the first car of its type, period. And they decided we need to make it look like some sort of sci-fi spaceship thing. And it was not an attractive car. And they've done the same thing with the Bolt. And Tesla says, you know, we're just going to make a car that looks like a car because that's what people expect and want. And they make a car that looks nice and sleek and fast like it is versus GM feels the need to make these wacky sci-fi designs i rather like what ford has done they you know they have the focus electric and the fusion plug-in hybrid and both of them look exactly like the gas-powered versions of those cars so we don't need to make any changes to this except for add another port where you can plug in an outlet instead of a gas line so the key here is from the outside an electric car should just look like a car yeah I mean, the the Teslas, newer Teslas uh, have, they've dropped the faux sort of grill design that the original Model S had. It had sort of a nose cone on it that emulated the look of a grill. And they dropped that with the Model X and then with the refreshed Model S and the Model 3 is not going to have one either. They just have a plain flat front and it tells you there's something different about this car, but at the same time, it doesn't give off any sort of weird vibes like the Bolt or the uh, Volt did. It doesn't draw attention to itself as something weird. If I pass a Tesla on the road, yeah, I'll know what it is because I follow cars. But I think most people will just say, oh, it's a fancy looking car. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even really, it, it looks unique, but I would personally say it doesn't even look all that fancy. It doesn't have that sort of I am a fancy luxury car elegance that, say, a top-end BMW or Mercedes has. It's a lot more of a condensed down and uh, design. It's not not as uh, luxury refined as you might get from those higher-end cars. So it, it looks like just any old car. I've had plenty of people who just look at it, and it's just a car to them until you turn it on and roll away, and it doesn't make any sound. And it has a trunk on both sides front and back it does so much storage space because of how the car is structured essentially the battery is the bottom of the car from axle to axle and side to side so it's like a giant skateboard and then each motor they're roughly the size of large watermelon and they sit right down on top of the axle just tiny little tiny little uh, gear reduction transmission to get to the axle Uh, so there's not a whole lot of space that's taken up by the engine as you're used to with a gas-powered car. So they can have a trunk up front. You open up the hood, 
and there's extra storage space up there. Not as much as they used to because they've put in things like the big uh, HEPA filters for the bioweapon defense mode, and you still have, need to have space for the air conditioner and th- washer fluids and steering steering column and all that jazz. Uh, but even in the back, there's massive amounts of space because there's no gas tank taking up any room. And I want to talk more about the amenities of this car as we progress. And we're talking to Derek Kessler, teslacentral.com. This is going to be fun, folks. I'm the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Fully cooked, ready-to-eat bacon. I'm talking thick, meaty, center-cut, presidential bacon. Savory and delicious. I buy some, I use some, I store some. Awesome. No refrigeration needed with a 10-year shelf life. NASA Pack technology. Bacon. Fully cooked, fully hydrated, ready-to-eat right from the pack bacon. Or warm and served. Life-saving, ready-to-eat bacon. 10-year shelf life bacon. Ships free at FullyCookedBacon.com. FullyCookedBacon.com. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Being self-reliant is about being prepared and to do what you need to have your own source of renewable energy. Portable Solar LLC offers the most powerful EMP-hardened solar system on the market that is transportable from place to place, and the best part, it's very affordable. Contact them at PortableSolarLLC.com or call for details at 972-575-8875. Soul Arc EMP-hardened solar generator, energy insurance for your family or business. Call Portable Solar LLC today or go to PortableSolarLLC.com to check out their patent-pending technology. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE 
for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Now, another thing about a car, of course, are the amenities. Mm-hmm. So... You're going in there, and I have seen the inside of a Tesla a couple of times. I was at a tire shop getting a flat tire fixed a few months back. And someone drives up in this Tesla, and we got to talking, and he showed me the inside. And it looks like a car until you look at the dashboard. Yeah. It's It's like a a giant uh, iPad there. Yeah, it has a 17-inch screen that's sort of arranged in a portrait orientation. Big old 1080p display. You get, do your standards of navigation and playing back music and using the rear view camera. And that's all done on the display. But because it's so big, you can actually split it in two. You can have like your navigation at the top and your music or your energy usage down at the bottom. So it's sort of like a split view long before Apple figured out how to do it on the iPad. It's hands down the best in-car system I've seen on any car. And it has the advantage of being fully connected to the internet. The, in the United States, these cars all have AT&T connections. Newer ones have LTE, so you can pull down Google Maps and it has a web browser in it. It's a pretty terrible web browser, but it's in there if you need to pull something up to show somebody. And it's just absolutely phenomenal. And I really like the interior design overall of the cars because it's a lot more Spartan than you would expect for a quote-unquote luxury car. Tesla doesn't call their cars luxury. They're premium. I'm making air quotes over here. That it's not so fancy feeling. There aren't little bits of gilded chrome and switches and knobs all over the place. They've really dialed it down, and there are just two buttons on the dash. One is to open the glove box, and the other is to activate the hazard lights, and that's only because it's required by law that that be a physical button. The sound system, how does it compare to the sound system in a luxury car? It does not. Uh, I'll be honest, the the base sound system is okay. It's maybe like basic Lexus level uh, quality. And then the upgraded ultra high fidelity sound system adds a couple of new additional speakers and a subwoofer. And it's better, but it still requires a lot of tweaking to really get what you want out of it. Uh, my car just happened to come with it. I personally wouldn't have paid for it, but it's decent, but it's not on par with what you would expect from the named brand systems like the Alpines and the Boses and Bang & Olufsen speakers that you'll find in other high-end cars. 
Is that a design mistake or what? I think it's just that, uh, you know, for one, Tesla doesn't have the partnership with a high-end audio manufacturer that other car manufacturers have. Tesla speakers are not branded. You don't get into it like you can in a, I, I believe, I can't remember. I think Mercedes has partnered with specific audio companies to produce speakers and speaker designs and audio tuning specifically for each car. And I know that Audi and BMW have done the same in Tesla. It's just their speakers and they're okay. Maybe eventually they'll get around to doing that, but they have so many other things on their plate that making a car that sounds incredibly good is sort of, I suppose, lower on their priorities. On the flip side, the car is a lot quieter because it doesn't have a box of exploding gasoline up front. So you can actually still pick up more out of those speakers than you might out of another car. Well, I suppose if there was a way to do it, the aftermarket could help, but it's probably not the same thing. So what I was going to ask here, Derek, there's no aftermarket for Tesla sound systems, is there? There are a few companies that do aftermarket systems, uh, but they are, you know, it's it's a relatively small market right now because Tesla sells only tens of thousands of cars in a year. They're, they're ramping up and maybe there'll be that more of a robust aftermarket for the model three, but the model S and the model X are relatively niche cars. I see them a lot because just, I, I see them because I'm trained to see them. They stand out in my mind because it's a car I wanted for a long time, but there aren't nearly as many of them as there are Honda Accords and Toyota Corollas. This is the thing when you buy a car or use a car a lot, suddenly you see them all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just sort of that training. It's like, I see this all the time in my garage or, you know, say even you get a new phone and you hadn't thought about it before, but now you see it, you see it in your hand all the time and you're going to pick up on it when other people have that phone, even if you hadn't noticed that before. The human mind is funny like that. Well, we cover some of that in our paranormal radio show, The Powercast, about the things that people can imagine and the things that people could see. But we'll get back to that. Let's get back to the Tesla. Okay, so obviously to be really credible in the car making industry, Tesla wanted to make an affordable car. Now, let's put affordable in quotes here, okay? So we have the Model 3, and we'll get into more of that in a moment. And it's going to cost $35,000. Now, the average transaction price of a new car now is what? thirty-two or 33000 because so many people buy SUVs? Mm-hmm. And oh. they're, they're usually not buying the base model of a car. And that 35000 is the base price of the Model 3. And that way it's working, though, is there will be no enhanced model at the beginning. It'll just be the base model and the color that you want. You're also eligible for $7,500 federal tax credit in the U.S. up until they sell 200,000 cars, after which that goes away. It fades away. The tax credit is per company. So when Tesla reaches 200,000 vehicles sold in the United States, because they've already, I believe they've either already crossed 200,000 globally or they're coming up on that um, because Tesla's business in Europe is pretty robust. But it's within the U.S., so at some point in the early quarters of the Model 3, it's expected that they will cross that 200,000 mark. And at that point, it is 
if I remember correctly, they have until the end of that quarter and then one additional quarter, at which point the $7,500 is cut in half. It goes for one more quarter. That credit is cut in half again, and then it goes away. So there's about a year after they hit that 200000 mark where there'll be some sort of federal tax credit, but it will slowly fade away. Unfortunately, for anybody who tries to buy a Model 3 today and goes and puts down their reservation and pays the $1,000, they're probably not going to get that tax credit. And look at the pricing structure in this sense. $35,000 is kind of the cost of a low-end BMW 3 Series. But Mm -hmm. optioned, a BMW 3 Series can go upwards of $50,000. So I kind of expect here that the Model 3, once they have different versions with different engines, batteries, and options, it will cost forty five or 50000 Easy. Easily. The Tesla Model S at one point, when they still had the software-limited 60-kilowatt-hour battery, started at $66,000 and ran all the way up to 148000 depending on how you wanted to equip that car. With a bigger battery and performance model, performance motors, and a leather interior, and the upgraded sound system, and a fancy air suspension, and all that stuff. Uh, I imagine that even with this sort of limited production run at the very beginning when they're going to have, if you want a Model 3 now and you signed up for one of the early reservations, you're going to get it with this and you get to pick the color. There will still be software options that will be available because there will be the enhanced autopilot and the uh, full self-driving will be software options for the car because all the cars still come with all the cameras and the radar and the parking sensors that they need to be capable of that. And it'll just be up to the buyer whether they want to pay the charge to enable that. Okay, so looking at it this way, the car that you get, it's obviously to me when you see the picture, it looks like a smaller S in many respects. I mean, you look, for example, the BMW 3 Series, and they're really nice cars. I've driven them. But there's no room in the rear seat. So the Model 3, does it have enough room in the rear seat for uh, two or three people without really just squeezing like sardine cans in there? Uh, Tesla advertises that it's going to be a a five-seater car, but I imagine it is going to be pretty tight in the back. I'd say it's probably going to be like a cord spacious, maybe slightly tighter. There, it, It is a slightly smaller dimensionally, or I'd say it's significantly smaller exterior-wise than the Model S. The Model S has a relatively long nose on it, and they're shrinking a lot of that down on the Model 3, and it's not going to have as much space in the rear cargo area. They're going with a trunk instead of a hatchback design. But the passenger compartment isn't a whole lot smaller than it is in the Model S. Now, I suppose this is a matter of opinion, but I think the Honda Accord, and I've owned them, They're pretty roomy cars for what they offer, just to set that in perspective. We've got more to come with Derek Kessler. We're talking about the Tesla Model 3. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. I'm Rick Osick, president of Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies in the United States? Or that survivors can face a lifetime of serious health problems? But you can help. Join me and Famous Footwear for the March for Babies walk. We'll work together to raise funds for research and programs that help the March of Dimes fight premature birth and birth defects and improve the health of moms and babies. Start your team today at marchforbabies.org. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, everything sounds really promising. It's going to have really nice acceleration. It's going to be like a normal car instead of like two and a half seconds from zero to 60. They're talking about a range of 215 miles. Am I correct? That's the base range, yes. Okay, so let's compare that now. You have a Model S. What is the advertised driving range? On mine, it is 240 miles um, because I have the 70 kilowatt hour version. If you go all the way up to the 100 kilowatt Model S, it'll go up to 335 miles. The base model you can buy right now has 260 miles range. But you can't get that. There's no update to the current for my vehicle. Yes. Uh, Right. My vehicle is limited to what it is right now. Uh, If I wanted to get a bigger battery in my car, I'd have to go buy a different car. That's the advertised range. How realistic is that for regular driving? Uh, for regular driving, honestly, I get a little bit above that, and I'm cruising down the highway at 75 miles an hour, uh, as long as it is not cold outside. The fun thing with an electric car is the battery needs to be warm to be functioning at its highest efficiency, and both heating the cabin and heating the battery when it's cold outside use a lot of energy because there's 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 no internal combustion engine up front that it can just leach heat off of like your standard Ford or GM car can. So generating heat takes a lot of energy and you can expect when it's cold. And when I say cold, I mean, 20 degrees or below Fahrenheit that your range will take a serious hit. 
Uh, I've watched it go from the advertised 240 miles that I have and get closer to 180. The key here is this is the Achilles heel. If you live in a cold climate, you better have charging stations pretty close together, right? Yes, and Tesla has been doing that when they build out their supercharger network. When it's places where it gets cold regularly, they're putting them closer together so that you can make that range, make that distance to the next charger when you have to travel long distances. Uh, the car at least is able to figure out after just a couple of minutes of you driving, hey, it's it's cold and it's not getting any warmer, and we're going to adjust the amount of range that we're telling you that you have. And if it turns out that you are going to exceed your your destination is further than you can make it'll either route you to another charger or, or it's, i've had it happen where i misjudged how much charge i had available and it said you need to slow down if you're, you're not going to make it and so i slowed down and i made it this range anxiety it will a day come when you don't have to worry about that where batteries will be efficient enough to give you 400 miles or something eventually it's not so much a measure of the battery's efficiency, it's a matter of the car's aerodynamic efficiency. They're making big strides with that. The Model 3 is going to be one of the most aerodynamically efficient mass-produced cars ever made, so they can get away with putting in a smaller, less expensive battery and still be able to achieve a reasonable range uh, for average daily driving. Most people on their daily driving will do about 20 to 30 miles in a day. Off of that, that's easy enough to charge, plug into your garage or in your driveway off of a standard 120-volt outlet, and you can recoup that overnight. The longer-distance stuff is a headache only in that charging still takes a while, and that is the disadvantage of an electric car versus gas. I run low on gas. There is a gas station everywhere. No matter where I am, I will be able to find a gas station, and I will be able to put fuel in my car. If I'm running low in an electric car, I have to plan. I have to get to this place here and plug in, and I'm going to have to plug in for an hour or maybe two, depending on what kind of charging station it is, so that I can make it to the next charge station and the next charge station. Uh, so they've put a lot of work into making that easier. There are options in the car. So I'm in Cincinnati, and I tell I want to drive to Sacramento. It's going to say, you don't have enough charge to make it to Sacramento. But if you stop in Indianapolis, and then you stop at this charger in Illinois, and then you're going to stop at this one in Missouri, and so on and so forth, it will get you to where you need to go. But you're going to have to stop and charge a lot. Is there a way to speed up the charging process? There is. Tesla's superchargers run at about 150 kilowatts, which is stupid fast. And it dumps power directly into the battery, direct DC connection versus the AC connection you'll get off of most other standard chargers. They can up the power rate of a supercharger uh, to many more kilowatts. The problem is first getting that sort of power to the supercharger site because then it, you can't just pull that off of a uh, standard power line. They're going to need upgraded lines and upgraded transformers there on site to be able to handle that. We're also coming up against the theoretical maximum of how quickly you can charge an individual battery cell. And that might just be one of the things that we have to trade off with that, you know, future cars are not going to be as able to refill as quickly, but there can be breakthroughs in technology and we may be able to figure out something with battery, battery chemistry or supercapacitors or onboard solar charging and figuring out how to make that super efficient that maybe someday it'll be a lot easier. But for now, you know, you have to just 
figure out that when you're driving, okay, every two or three hours or so, I'm going to have to stop for a little bit and charge. You know, after three or four hours, I want to get out of the car and walk around anyway. So just doing little Phillips may work. Basically. After two or three hours on the road, I'm going to stop for half an hour or something like that, whatever, and maybe take a walk or get a sandwich or something. It's like right. changing your lifestyle a little bit. A little bit, yeah. It requires forces you to slow down a bit. Tesla's at least tried to put their supercharger stations in places where you wouldn't mind being stuck for half an hour or an hour, depending on where it is and how much charge you have left. Uh, I drove from Ohio all the way out to Nevada and back in a car, in a Tesla. And there were only a couple of spots where it's just like, this is in the middle of nothing and there's nothing here. And at the very least, there's an Arby's or something nearby where you can use the bathroom and get a drink and some curly fries. Got to have those curly fries and got to have those sandwiches. You never know. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about the real problem here. Certainly, people don't believe Tesla, or some analysts don't, on the basis of the fact that they've had production problems. So those wacky doors on the Model X were difficult to produce. Then they had some problems with battery production in the last quarter. That is the issue that they claim was why they were not able to produce and sell as many vehicles as they wanted to. They still produced more than they had a year ago, the same quarter, uh, uh, but it was sequentially down over the previous quarter, which can be an issue uh, there. Right now, the batteries that are in the Model S and Model X are produced by Panasonic in partnership with Tesla, but in a Panasonic factory run by Panasonic workers through contracting with that. The Model 3 is why they are building that giant gigafactory out in Nevada, because they need to have more control over that, producing batteries specifically for their needs that are calibrated and designed chemistry for automotive applications and able to be produced at a mass quantities that are able to leverage economies of scale and bring down the costs. Part of the fact that they're going with that sort of vertical integration also means that if they run into problems in production, they can't just turn to another supplier and say, we need you to supply us with control sway arms uh, that we can put in our cars while our other suppliers getting their act together. Or they can't just switch suppliers as they need to. And that's that, that can cause some hiccups in their supply and production lines. And that's evidently what's going on here. And when you come up with something brand new, it takes a while to get the kinks out. And we're going to talk about that and Tesla's ambitious plans in our next segment. We're talking about the Tesla 3. And officially, it's going to be in production by the time you hear this episode on Saturday evening. So you never know. They, I guess they're skeptical about SpaceX, too, and Elon Musk has managed to make that work. Yeah, he, he has absolutely made SpaceX work uh, in a way that, you know, we're used to just governments being able to do rocketry. And here they are launching and landing and relaunching rockets, which was the stuff of science fiction five years ago. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Neighbors, I want to tell you about my favorite graphics app. 
It's the award-winning Graphic Converter. You know, Graphic Converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your Mac. Join over one and a half million loyal users for this Swiss Army Knife photo editing app. It gives you all you expect from a top-flight image editing app with tons of features, and most important, it's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. Let me spell that. www.lemkesoft.de slash gene. If you're 85 or younger, would you like peace of mind and comfort for your family? We're Final Expense Direct with an urgent message for you. The average funeral today costs over $8,000, but the most you'll get from government benefits is $255. How will your family pay the difference? We can help. Our senior plans start as low as just a dollar a day and pay up to $30,000 for a funeral and other final expenses. Peace of mind is easy. There's no medical exam. You'll have lifetime coverage, and your plan can't be canceled as long as you pay your premiums. Call now for free information about our senior plans. Answer a few simple questions and receive approval right on the phone. Plus, call right now and we'll give you a discount prescription card for free. Call 800-557-0158. That's 800-557-0158. Again, 800-557-0158. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm telling everyone how much healthy I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNTelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. Within 15 minutes of registration, care your family can afford. Revolutionizing the healthcare industry, virtual consulting providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices. GCNTelecare.com, virtual care anywhere. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. We'll talk a little bit about SpaceX and Elon Musk's predictions. Okay, so the plant they're using used to be owned by GM and Toyota. So it could build quite a few cars, traditional methods. But now he's building, what, close to 100,000 cars a year now. But to sell and make a success of the Model 3, they've got to build hundreds of thousands of cars. So we know in July it's going to be a few dozen. And then it's going to mm-hmm. increase. So what is Tesla promising about getting these Model 3s out? They, they've been very careful to avoid making too many promises. Uh, most of the word on that has just come out of Elon Musk's Twitter. Uh, and anybody who has followed Elon Musk on Twitter for a long time should know to take any of his claims of timelines with a grain of salt. Uh, he likes to be very optimistic, uh, which is a great thing to have in a... CEO and the public figure and somebody who's sort of very forward thinking as Elon Musk tends to be. At the same time, it can sort of get people wound up when they said, oh, this was going to happen then. Elon said it will. And it doesn't because reality sinks in. It turns out that whatever it was, was harder than they thought it was going to be. So with the Model 3, you know, they've got that former GM Toyota factory, which has a theoretical capacity of about 500,000 cars a year, which is a lot of cars, uh, but still far below what GM and Toyota and Ford and Honda actually produce in the year because they have multiple factories around the globe. For Tesla to reach their goals, they're going about it in a uh, smart and steady way. And having learned from the mistakes that were made with the original Model S and all the kinks that they had to work out of that, there are very few uh, of the original production run of the Model S still out there simply because it got to the point where it's like, it's not even the original car anymore. They've had to replace so many parts on it because they were learning as they went. And with the Model X, they bit off more than they could chew. And that ended up causing problems as far as the reliability of the car and their ability to reliably produce that vehicle at the quantities at which they had pre-orders for it. With the Model 3, they say that they've learned from those mistakes and learned from producing now more than 100,000 vehicles, and they've purposely designed the car to be a lot simpler to produce and maintain and have better reliability than they could with the previous vehicles. Whether or not that actually holds up to reality, well, I guess only time is going to tell. Okay, let's look at this very seriously here. Tesla, when they announced the Model 3, they got hundreds of thousands of pre-orders. People put down a $1,000 deposit. It's a refundable deposit, I understand, that if you say, I'm not going to do it, they'll give you the money back. But even then, assuming they've continued to get deposits, they've got to have a half million pre-orders right now. The last number I heard was about 380,000. Uh, That was several months ago. Uh, I imagine it sort of tapered off. There are a lot of people who want to see what the production car is like, and they want to make sure that that, uh, it's going to be reliable because they've heard through the grapevine that Teslas are not reliable cars and that you're going to get it and you're going to hate it because it's going to be in the shop more than you're going to drive it. And there are some people who've had 
Tesla cars that were like that. So I would be surprised if pre-orders have actually hit the half million mark. Uh, at the same time, it's probably going to take them a year and a half at least to process through all of these reservations that they have because they're going to be ramping up slowly. They're only aiming to hit 20,000 cars a month by the end of December, which is fairly low compared to Tesla's goals for what they want to be getting out of this factory. So long and short of it here is that if all the people or most of the people who put down those pre-orders stick with it, it's going to be the end of 2018 or 2019 before they really see a car unless Tesla can really ramp up that production. Yeah, and Tesla is they're taking an interesting approach to how they're going to make the car widely available. Uh, it's going to be starting with on the West Coast, so where their factory is in California, uh, and then slowly moving across the United States. And they're going to give priority to, to people who have already bought Teslas, which makes sense. You want to engender goodwill with your existing customers, but it's going to take them a long time to work through that. If you want a Model 3 and you haven't put down a reservation yet, and you're hoping to just be able to walk onto a lot at a Tesla store and buy one, you're not going to do that until 2019. I assume then, assuming production does ramp up, they'll offer additional options. The car that you buy in 2019 would be a better car than you buy now. But if they can't even come close to meeting orders on schedule, this could really come crashing down on them, right? It could. Uh, It all depends on how patient people are going to be. People had to be very patient with the original Model S. If I remember correctly, it took two years from the time that they unveiled the car to when they finally started shipping and they were shipping in low quantities. The Model X was even longer. It took well over two years to deliver that vehicle from concept unveiling to production vehicle. The Model 3 has been relatively quick compared to that, well under a year. And people have known, at least those that have followed it, have known that if you ordered a Model 3 or put down a reservation for it and you weren't on day one or month one, it's going to be a while. They're going to have to do a ongoing job of communicating to people who have reserved the car. It could be a while, depending on where you are and where you are in line. Uh, and nobody really knows where exactly they are in line because because of that graduated geographic rollout. What do you think about the prospects? Uh, for the Model 3, I think, it, I think it could be a success, but it has to go off without a hitch. Tesla has been hit with just some bad news in the past week. They didn't hit their production goals. Uh, they got downgraded in, uh, by Goldman Sachs, their stock-wise. And Volvo came out and said, we're going to move to all hybrid and all electric by the end of next year, which is a huge shift. And that's the first real competition that Tesla could possibly see. The Bolt has been a massive disappointment for GM. And that could be just because they've been advertising it poorly and it's not as desirable. I think that Tesla is probably going to end up being sort of like an Apple-like company where people want this car. They may not even know why, but they just want it. Well, that will certainly work. You know, so people will put up with stuff. But Apple isn't two years late in delivering a product. When they're late, it's weeks, not months. Apple was very late in delivering the MacBook Pro. It took them forever to get around to it when they needed to update the MacBook Pro and people still hung around waiting for that laptop to come out. Right. It was a matter of introducing the new model as opposed to anything else. It wasn't about, we've announced a new model, now we'll be able to 
deliver it in September, but no, it's going to be December. Yep. And that's, that's part of the thing with Tesla's. I mean, really, we see that with all car manufacturers is they say, here is the 2018 Ford Fusion. We're announcing this in April of 2017. And it's going to be on sale maybe by the end of the year, but we're not going to tell you exactly when uh, until we're actually ready and up. We have production running on this car. And, okay, it's for sale now. More to come with Derek Kessler talking about Tesla. Kessler talking about Tesla. He's not going to like me saying that. I'm the Tech Night Not Live. listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Ralph, remember when you said you were going to start paying more attention to your health and now you're eating potato chips? Just a few. A few, okay, but you should be eating Superberries Aronia Berries. Aroni what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Go to Superberries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout. Wow, look at all the benefits of these berries. I know, Ralph, I know. Choose health, eat purple, Superberries.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. This is a warning to all household pests, to all cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, and rats. If you've made yourself at home in someone else's home, you'd better hope the owners never hear about Terminix. Because Terminix has the know-how and the means to do whatever it takes to remove you from that home. Terminix has 90 years of experience eliminating home invaders. And they make it easy for homeowners to be protected by offering a free pest estimate by calling 1-800-686-1063. Cockroaches, spiders, ants, mice, rats, and other pests. This is your last chance with one call, Terminix will remove you from the home you've invaded. If you think you can simply come back later, think again. Terminix will never stop working to keep you out with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Pests. Wherever you are, I will find you. Pests. You've been warned. Homeowners are calling Terminix right now for a free pest estimate. 1-800-686-1063. 1-800-686-1063. 30-day money-back guarantee at participating locations. Limitations apply. See plan for details. 
Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So Derek Kessler, and he's involved with a Tesla site covering Tesla's, Tesla Central. And we're talking about the pending arrival of the Model 3. Now, let's just recap the rollout plan here. The first one is going to be produced by the time you hear this episode. And then later this month, they're going to hand the keys over to, what, the first 30 or so? Right. And then beyond that, they're going to ramp up to a couple hundred a month and a couple thousand a month and buy... The end of 2018, they're hoping to be at production capacity of 20,000 a month, ramping up from there. But it's going to take a while to get to that point. And then as they go, they'll start adding in more options in the mix. But they're keeping it simple from the start, uh, partly to avoid the complications and reliability concerns that can come with making it too complicated from the start, which they've had to learn from the hard way. Now, Running around this and looking at this, if you're going to have hundreds of thousands of these cars rolling around, they're going to have to increase their charging capacity and build out more charging stations. How is that coming? Tesla has laid out a very ambitious plan for their supercharger network. Right now, you can easily drive from California to Maine to Florida and to Washington with ease and They're reaching into Canada and Washington. They have a comprehensive network in Europe. The problem is in highly populated and dense Tesla ownership areas like California, the supercharger network gets very crowded very quickly. There are plenty of stations in the San Francisco area where if you roll up expecting that you're going to be able to plug in and charge and then carry on to the next station in half an hour, you're going to wait for two or three hours for a charger to open up. Sounds like a gas line. Do you you don't remember yeah. this? You're not old enough. I remember the gas lines in the late seventies, mid to late seventies, and you'd wait an hour or an hour and a half to get filled up. So it's kind of like that. It is. Uh, so they have put out a plan that they're going to both build more individual stations. So there might be one just a couple of miles apart. They realize that people are going to be buying these cars in urban areas. 
and they're not going to have some place where they can necessarily plug in overnight. So they're going to have to swing by a supercharger station every week or two to be able to charge up their car. Uh, they've also recognized that some of these stations just need to be playing bigger. They've been expanding several stations that are high traffic areas and say, we're just going to put in more individual charging stalls at these supercharger stations so that we can get more people in and out. And they've even put out renders for here is our massive acre sized 30 or 40 stall supercharger station that we're going to build eventually. They haven't broken ground on any, any of those as far as I'm aware, but it would really help in major urban areas to say, I know that I can go there and I'll be able to plug in immediately and charge and be on my way. Now, one of the problems with this entire technology is unlike gas stations, Tesla is primarily designed for a Tesla. It's not like your Chevy Bolt can go there. But wouldn't it be better that you have a standardized industry standard system for charging stations? So anybody, just like a gas station, can go and get charged up. I mean, right now, if you want to get Shell or Exxon or whatever gas pumps you have, it's okay. The octane is right, everything like that. With charging stations... You can't have exclusivity long-term, can you? I think Tesla might be able to because they paid for, built the stations, and they're, they're using the Tesla supercharger network the same way that Apple initially used iTunes and the App Store. It's not a profit machine for them. It's a way for them to sell more cars. And then you sell this car and you say, you can use these stations and they're built into the car's navigation system so you can get wherever you need to go and you'll always be always be able to charge. It's simply an investment in services versus building out a network that anybody can use. They are open to other manufacturers using and licensing the, the Tesla supercharger technology. And Tesla has also bundled with the car. If you buy a Tesla, it comes with a charger that you can plug into any wall outlet. You can plug it into a a 50-amp RV outlet, uh, the NEMA 1450 plug, and it also comes with an adapter so you can use any standard EV charger. Those are the J1772 chargers that previous generation electric cars used. Beyond that, you can also get an adapter to use uh, what they call Chatamo, which is a DC charging standard. It's sort of a competitor with the supercharger, uh, but has been rolled out by Nissan. So say the Nissan LEAF, is able to charge via DC Chatamo, and you can get an adapter for that. And I've used that several times. Actually, just the past two weeks, I was out traveling around, was never able to get near a supercharger, but I had the adapter to use these third-party stations and was able to plug in and charge there. You raise an interesting thing here, Derek, which is Tesla will license its charging technology to other companies if they want it. What does the industry feel? Don't they see the reality of having a centralized system for everyone? To a point. Like I said, we've got that Chatamo network, which has been developed by Nissan and some other companies. The standards of engineering, I can't remember exactly which group it is, SAE. They're the ones that produce the J1772 standard, and they've also produced what they call the CCS Combo standard, which is a very large plug that's able to do DC and AC charging. Tesla has looked at that and said, we don't want to do that. And we're going to produce our own plug. That's They're going very much an Apple route. We're going to make our own plug that is more advanced and smaller and easier to use and just looks better than 
what the other companies have done. Because with Tesla, one plug, you can charge off of both a 120-volt outlet and a 150-kilowatt-hour supercharger with the same port on the car versus other cars where they may even have multiple ports where you have to plug in through different charging methods. The industry is sort of in the early phases right now of electric, and it's very much like the early phases of the smartphone, where if you got a Nokia smartphone, it used a different proprietary connector than the Sony smartphones, which used different connectors than the Palm phones, which used a different connector than whatever HTC was putting out, and Samsung. And then Apple came along and said, we're going to use the 30-pin connector. And it's taken a long time comparatively for us to get to the point where it's just USB-C, and there's still Apple using Lightning. And, and I think Apple's going to go to USB-C in a few years. In a few years, probably. But they decided you know, that they needed to move away from that 30-pin connector because it was big and bulky and couldn't do what they needed it to do, and USB-C was nowhere near ready yet. And so they put out Lightning instead, and they're kind of locked into that for at least a few more years because customers get very upset when you change the port on them, apparently. Oh, of course. Of course. Going from 30-pin to Lightning... We all went through that, and we understand. And then, of course, with USB, you had the mini and the micro, and that got to be pretty confusing, so we know. Let's And now we have C. Yay! USB-C doesn't bother me so much, because I think that's something everybody could unify around for the time being, until we have something else, which is, of course, no plug. plug Plugless. Like that. Someday. That, now, obviously, your Tesla is not going to have Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. It does not. It, they could, theoretically, if they wanted to, but they have not. But that's primarily a software thing, pretty much. It is. So you have no problem, I, say, pairing it with your phone, whatever it is, in terms of just regular use. No, because I, I pair it with my phone over Bluetooth, and I use it for calls and music. Uh, the the car itself has built-in slacker radio and tune-in radio, so I can just use that and stream directly from the car and not have to worry about using my phone at all. The mapping that they have built in is really nice, and you know, if I'm traveling long distances, I'm going to have to use Tesla's maps anyway to get from point A to point B through a supercharger network. I don't feel like I'm missing anything by not having the Android Auto built in or having Apple CarPlay built in. We've got one more segment with Derek Kessler. And Derek is going to talk about Tesla on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap. But not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host.
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The answer to being in control of your own health care is freedom from insurance. Become part of a group of self-pay patients that come together to share in each other's medical expenses. Individual share amounts begin at $107 a month and $347 for families. Choose from three health sharing programs. Holistic treatments may be eligible for sharing. See guidelines. Discount programs available for dental, vision, and pharmacy. Go to libertyoncall.org. That's libertyoncall.org. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Hi there, I'm Bob Eubanks. You know, as part of Hollywood for a long time, I've seen my fair share of celebrities get in trouble with the IRS. Well, there's one name I trust, the Tax Defense Group. They're the most trusted name in tax. So if you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS, you really need to call my friends at the Tax Defense Group. Ignoring the IRS is not the solution. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, seize your home or business. But the Tax Defense Group could put a stop to all of that and tailor a program that would reduce your tax debt to pennies on the dollar. you got to love that. So don't just take my word for it. Call them. Find out for yourself. They offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they're open 24 hours a day because they know that tax debt doesn't sleep either. Call now for your free and confidential tax analysis from the most trusted name in tax. Call 800-361-6907. 800-361-6907. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next.
Derek Kessler is associated with a site called teslacentral.com. And obviously, they've got big story this week because of the production of the Model 3. Like that. Now, Tesla's stock has been going down a little bit. I guess because of the production problems and skepticism about Model 3. Is that just the vagaries of Wall Street? It is the vagaries of Wall Street. Uh, Honestly, I'm not a stock analyst or expert of any sort, but I feel like Tesla's stock was way too overvalued. Even Elon Musk has acknowledged this, that there's no reason right now that Tesla producing thousands of cars a year should be worth more than GM or Ford, which are producing millions of cars in a year. The valuation that was put into Tesla so far has just been absurd. I can definitely see a future where Tesla may be worth as much as it is and worth more. Uh, But right now, it's like they struggle to turn a profit in any given quarter. And valuing them as the most valuable auto company in America is kind of absurd. It's been down 12% as of our recording just this week from Monday through, what is it, or Thursday now. 12% in four days, which is a huge drop. If you think that Tesla is going to go up from here, this is a great time to buy. Uh, But it might not be the end of this correction. But when you're skeptical about Tesla again, consider what Elon Musk is doing with SpaceX. Nobody else has a reusable spaceship yet. I mean, you see it in the science fiction movies. You see programs on TV from the 1950s on TV where the spaceship took off and it landed. In the real world, you can't do that. The only exception, I think, is if the payload is too heavy. He can't reuse it like they just launched a communications satellite and they couldn't reuse that. But that they can make it work at all now. Nobody else could do that. So is he going to get us to Mars first, too? I wouldn't be surprised. They put out their very fanciful vision for getting humans to Mars. I I think that it's a bit of a reach. But there are many stepping stones along the way to getting to the point where we can be sending humans to Mars and setting up colonies and all that stuff. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Elon Musk and SpaceX are involved in that in some way. Right now, we're in the very early stages of being able to do reusable rockets. Uh, The Falcon 9, the rocket that they're using right now, is able to launch up. And like you said, if if it's too heavy or needs to be put into too high of an orbit, the rocket's not going to have enough fuel to be able to control its descent. Once the Falcon 9 heavy, modified, heavy, stronger version of this rocket comes out, then that will actually be able to come back. They're working on being able to recover the second stage. They've been able to send a cargo module up to the International Space Station and bring it back down to Earth and relaunch it as well, which, you know, even NASA did do that when they had recoverable crew modules from the Apollo craft. It was a new one every time. Granted, that was several decades ago, and technology has advanced a bit since. Getting to Mars is going to be a massive leap in technology uh, from that because we have to contend with both housing and feeding and taking care of humans for the six-month journey there and back. We need to be able to protect them from radiation, carry enough oxygen with them, be able to power the vehicle, and break free from Earth's gravity, uh, which we can do easily with a satellite. Doing it with humans and everything that humans need to survive is a bigger issue. And then you get the rocket to Mars and you need to be able to slow it down enough that it can land gently, which we don't even do that with our probes that we send to the surface of Mars. We send it down and we put up giant airbags and let it bounce around a couple of times. 
And then we say we want to bring humans back. Well, now we need to figure out how to fuel this rocket from Mars. And we have only put theoretical work into that. We have basic understanding of what Martian geology and soil composition is like. And there's methane in the ice up there, but we need to be able to take that and convert it into fuel that we can use. So there's a huge slew of technical problems that need to be overcome before we can uh, get beyond just dreaming about it. But I would not be surprised at all if companies like Elon Musk and uh, SpaceX are at the forefront of that. Well, just saying Tesla will buy GM. Nobody will buy GM. It's not going to work that way, I think. (laughs) Now, I understand here that they're talking about what, coming out with a pickup truck or something, a Tesla? Uh, Yeah, there are two vehicles that are on the horizon right now. Of course, we've got the Model 3, which is coming out, purchasable quantities quite soon. Uh, Then there's going to be the Tesla Semi, which we're expecting to be unveiled in probably the next couple of months. And that's going to rely very heavily on autonomous technology, which will be great for people who drive these trucks. It's not going to replace people driving trucks uh, for several years at least, but it'll mean that once we have that autonomous technology set, they'll be able to go back and sleep in the back of the cab while the truck cruises down I-70. And then there's also the Model Y, which is essentially the crossover version of the Model 3, sort of like how the Model X is the crossover version of the Model S. So it'll be taller, more spacious, and sort of fit that niche where people want a bigger vehicle that's smaller uh, and still electric. And then eventually down the road, there's going to be a pickup truck and a new performance roadster and several other things I'm sure that they're working on. And then they're going to have to get around to doing a full refresh of the Model S and Model X, and then they'll be in that same sort of cycle that almost every other car manufacturer is in. And they will need more than one plan to build it. Absolutely. That Gigafactory is probably going to be enough to meet current Model 3 demand. They're producing batteries and drive units. The big thing with cars is, you know, it's easy enough to make a iPhone in China and ship them to the United States. It's not a big deal because iPhone doesn't take up much room. It's pretty lightweight. You can put a whole bunch of them on a cargo ship, ship it over here, and bam, you're good. Cars are large and heavy and expensive, and it makes a lot of sense to produce them close to where they're sold. That's why we have things like you know Mercedes and BMW produce more vehicles in the United, in the United States than they do at home in Germany because there are more customers here. And so they set up factories here so they can do easily deliver directly to the customers. Tesla's going to have to do the same thing. I I wouldn't be surprised if their second production facility opens up in China, and then they'll have one in Europe and probably one in South America and eventually in India uh, to meet all those demands versus producing everything in California and then shipping it all over the place like they have to do now. But all of it depends on making this Model 3 launch mostly work. If they're reasonably successful at this, they show credibility. And if they need more investment, they can attract it. And certainly they're building cash flow by selling hundreds of thousands of cars. Then they can go to the next step. Absolutely. Everything hinges on the Model 3 right now. If it goes off without a hitch, Tesla's going to be around for a long time. If it does not, uh, if all of these $1,000 reservations that have been placed fail to materialize into actual sales... Tesla could be in big trouble. Does Derek Kessler buy himself a Model 3 now, or are you happy with your S? I am very happy with my S. 
The Model 3 is not a newer Model S. Uh, it has basically all of the same technologies. It's a simpler car, but it has all of the same self-driving capabilities that the Model S has, and it's going to have less range, and it's not going to be as nice of a car. The Model S is a very nice car, whereas the Model 3 is more mass-market consumer car. Uh, so for me, Model 3 may not be the car. Derek, where can we find more information about what you do? Uh, you can find me online all over the place. You can find me on Twitter. I am Derek A. Kessler. Uh, you can also find me on teslacentral.com and the other Mobile Nation sites. You can find us on Twitter if you look for Tech Night Owl. You can also check out our other radio show called The Paracast about UFOs and things that go bump in the night. And this week we're going to be having a really, really fascinating episode with Dr. Joseph Buckman. That's Paracast.com. You can also support this show by becoming a member of Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plusplus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. And you get, in exchange for your subscription, a commercial-free version of this show, better quality audio. You really help support us. Plus.technightowl.com. Derek Kessler. Don't know if I can afford a Tesla Model 3 right now. But maybe someday. Thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. It's been my pleasure. The Tech Night Out Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.